You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Elizabeth, Charles, Mazakazu, and Nick B. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. lovelies and thanks for joining us on the 160th episode of final girls horror cast the show where we discuss some of the horror thriller and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites i'm amy and i'm carly on today's episode we're discussing two sequels of the same franchise paranormal activity 2 and paranormal activity 3 as a side note we already covered paranormal activity the first one a while back so if you want to hear that one uh, it's episode 99, which you can find on your favorite podcast download thing. <laughs> yeah, the thing <laughs> where you listen to the podcasts. Yes, the thing, <laughs> whatever thing that is for you. There's so many things. All the things. Yeah. I don't uh, know what we call it. What do I we call that? Does it matter? The Does things. it matter? It's the thing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, as a reminder, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Paranormal Activity 2 is streaming on Hulu and Prime Video, and Paranormal Activity 3 is on Tubby TV. So check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. And the, the title is, is a, it's a mouthful. It is para- Paranormal Activity, all of them. Yeah, it's a lot. It's all a of lot. them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Kenobi's gonna be serenading us today. He's losing his mind. <laughs> Carly's dog is having problems. He's having a meltdown. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Saint Maud with a March 27th release date in the US and a May 1st release date in the UK. It's written and directed by Rose Glass. It's her first feature-length film. The IMDb summary is a pious nurse becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. Just just a word word of warning. I, I edited that IMDb summary. Oh, that is a wh- one sentence long. I still edited it. Why? Dude. Dude. Now I have it, to look at what the actual IMDb well, summary is. You may, is. and please read it out loud. What's it called? Saint Maud. Yeah. Saint... Mod. Dee, dee, dee. Okay, here we go. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. Which doesn't make any... Who wrote that? Hopefully not the writer of this film. I don't know. So, They're like, whatever, just throw do... something not on there. <laughs> Following. Just it's why would fine. it start with... Anyway, um, how did you feel about the St. Maud trailer? I feel like it's A24, so I'll see it. That's is that, is that it. just if it's A24 on it, you're all about it? I'm not all about it. Let's just, whoa. But I will <laughs> view it with an open mind because Got I it. do like all of the other films that they've done. It looks very similar. They definitely have a vibe going on. Yeah. Um, it definitely looks intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on. 
to be honest. This woman's like a nurse, right? And she's taking care of this woman who doesn't believe in God. And then she thinks, I don't know. She's like, I think, I don't know. There's like a supernatural element. I'm not sure what that's all about. Yeah. The lady kind of looks like, I don't know. There's like, they're having like this weird party. Then she's walking on nails. She's walking down the street, which gave yeah, me the craft putting, vibes a little bit. Putting nail inserts in your shoes and then walking yeah. around with a smile on your face while your feet bleed is a little creepy. A little not creepy. Not going to lie. It is. It's not imagery I'm used to seeing. No. It was a well-crafted uh, insert as well. I mean, I think that this, it looks interesting. It looks different than anything that I've seen. I agree. I'm curious and about it. I'll, I'm curious enough to watch it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. I was um, searching the Sweet Green app <laughs> at work the other day. What's that? And they do you know what Sweet Green is? No. So Sweet Green is kind of like I don't want to say like a fast food salad bar, but like they have delicious delicious salads and they're super fresh and they're super delicious and they have an app but question yeah are they delicious though super delicious okay not just delicious super (laughs) delicious just just checking and they have an app where you can like obviously order for pickup but for businesses where there's a lot of people they have these things called outposts and so my company has one where you can deliver or you can order through the app and there's no delivery fee. They'll deliver on Tuesdays and Thursdays every week. And I think it was on Friday. I was browsing like the outposts in my area because there's like a WeWork across the street. So some of the uh, the people at my job were like, yeah, sometimes we'll like order it over there and just go pick it up because if like there's it's an off day or whatever. And I found out that A24 is in my building. What? (laughs) Yeah. You didn't know they were in your building? I had no idea. They have an outpost in my building. And I was like, how do I like weirdly stalk the A24 people and just find out all their secrets? And You know what you could do? What? Is you could steal their mail and then bring it to them and be like, oh, my God, your mail was accidentally delivered. How weird was this? To our office. And then make friends with them. That's like it's not only my dream. stealing if you have every intention of giving it to them and not reading it. Like I, it's not a federal offense if you do it that way. I agree. I'm pretty sure. Not a lawyer or anything. but I'm going to go with it. If you, you are a lawyer, I'm just going to plead blissfully ignorant. Don't correct me. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how the law works. You can just pretend you didn't know. Exactly. And then it's not a problem anymore. I didn't open the mail. <laughs> I delivered it. You know? You don't understand, officer. I only stole the mail so that I could introduce myself exactly. in a non-awkward way. And you just went ahead and made this very awkward. Very awkward. Took it too far, <laughs> police officer. Way to go. God, Ralph was ruining the good times. Oh, man, totally. So, yeah, I... So, long uh, story short... Long story short, I need to stalk A24. And St. Maud come into theater or home near you. Either are. This spring. Yeah. If you're in the U.S. or the U.K. True. Okay. Neat. Are we moving forward? Yeah. Moving forward. Onward and upward. What's our first film today? Carly. Wow. I didn't know this came out in 2010. Uh... We are going to be speaking about Paranormal Activity 2, 
which came out in 2010. Doesn't this <laughs> shit make you feel old? Like, I just feel so old. It's just wild. Paranormal Activity like 2 is 10 years yeah. old. That's bizarre. It's it a literally, decade old. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, even when I look at 2010, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it was 10 no. years ago. Yeah, it was kind of, huh? That's crazy. Um know, right? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Still going. My turn. Um, it was directed by Todd Williams, who did Cell and The Door in the Floor. Written by Tom Pabst, Michael R. Perry, who did The Voices. I've never heard of any of these things. <laughs> You've seen The Voices. We covered The Voices. Oh, is that the one with Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Okay, just kidding. Have heard of that. Um, Christopher Landon, who did P- Paranormal Activity 2, 3, 4, and The Marked Ones, as well as Happy Death Day to You, the IMDb summary. You've literally heard of all those things. All of those, but what do you mean you the, haven't heard the of? door and the floor. I have no idea what those are. Oh, yeah. Um, the IMDb summary is, after experiencing what they think are a series of break-ins, a family sets up security cameras around their home, only to realize that the events unfolding before them are more sinister than they seem. Is that the plot of the movie? A series of break-ins? I just remember the one break-in. Yeah, there was just one. There was only one. Who writes these? I it's don't know. It's just people, know. right? Like regular I, people? Like I, I could write know. an IMDb summary? Probably. I mean, I think we should start. Oh my god. Amy and Carly write IMDb summaries. However, would we like actually make good ones or would we make them like to be equally as awful? We could do the thing where you like make up, you like say what the plot is, but it's not really the plot, you know? Yeah. Like one of those things that people do on Twitter that's supposed to be funny. Oh, I totally think they're just people doing it. It, it's totally just people doing it. I well, A, first, yeah, I guess who else would be doing it other than people? Well, like, who cho- chooses? Aliens? Well, who monsters, chooses, like... Dogs? <laughs> who chooses what one is, like, on the main page, though? I don't know. Because there's we many. Try and start, should we start submitting IMDb summaries and see how it works? Yes. Okay. I mean, this is an experiment we can try. I'm excited. I feel like I could do better than 99% I know of you the IMDb could. summaries. A hundred percent. I'm not a fantastic writer, but I'd like to think that I could write a decent summary that isn't either 12 pages long or horribly, uh, has horribly offensive grammar. You can, and I believe I'd like in to you. Think. I'd like to think. All right. Um, okay. So, Paranormal Activity 2. This happens... Before Paranormal Activity 1 and at the same time as Paranormal Activity 1, right? It's a prequel that then catches up to our first film. Yes, correct. And I think they do a prequel that, that like shows the aftermath of the first film, I guess. Yes. And I think they do an okay job of making that work. I mean, it's not perfect, but... There's enough, like, sprinkled in there that it works, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think the foresight for Paranormal Activity 3 wasn't quite there when they were making 2. Um, there were some little plot points sprinkled in that I don't think worked uh, in conjunction with 3. Um, but I think 1 and 2 work okay together, just in general. Um, I think 2 is very simple, right? Yeah, 2 is very simple. 
So we have Christy, who Who's is the lady from Katie's sister. And she's from Sons of Anarchy. And she's from Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Thank you, Carly. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also Katie from the first film. It's her yeah. sister. Yes. Okay. That's more <laughs> relevant to the story. A little bit more relevant, but also <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Thank you. Um, so Kate, Christy has her own family. They live in the same town, I would guess, as Katie. And uh, Christy has a daughter, as a, just had a son, uh, and has a stepdaughter and is married to a complete douchebag. He's such a dick. He's I the hate this worst. guy. He's I, the worst. I just, yeah, that's like all of my notes are like, this dad's a dick. He's an idiot. I, What's going so on? So many times I wrote. <laughs> his the, that he's a dick i like it's so it's like such a constant theme in my notes i'd Ugh. say about 50 percent of my notes for this film one four page of notes and about 50 percent of them are just about how the dad is a dick i didn't write four pages of notes but the dad is a dick and an idiot are yeah. basically most of my notes yeah he's bad and lots of frowny faces why does he fire martine exclamation points he he's just so he's the worst so awful he's so and i feel like i know like it's a real character like it feels like a real character because i feel like i know people like this yeah and they suck and so does this guy and you're like get out of my life like he doesn't suck in a way that's bad for the story necessarily and i don't think he sucks in an unrealistic way he just sucks like i'm just over him as a character i'm just like Oh, after seeing that video, you think that wind closed the door? You're an idiot. Wind is coming from inside the house. So he's one of those people that's like hyper um, realistic, but it's not even realism. It's just like stupid. Yeah. To the point where it's like you're stupid and he has a complete superiority over it. So he Mm -hmm. like makes fun of people who don't believe exactly what he believes. Exactly. And it's uh, it's aggravating to watch. It's really I'm like, why did you marry this guy? (laughs) I don't know why she married him. She's way cuter than him. Yeah. Older than her. What does he run a Burger King? That's what they were saying. He runs a Burger King. Yeah. They live in a mansion. It's (laughs) they do with so many chairs. Okay, this is the equivalent of a mansion for Southern California, which is where they live. Yeah. Because I always thought it was funny, like, Katie and Mika live in, like, a nice house in Carlsbad. And I'm like, there's no way they could afford that unless, like, Mika does something crazy fancy. Because Katie was, a, Katie's a student. Yeah. Like, and Christy doesn't work. So I have, and this guy works for Burger King. So I, I mean, maybe he's high up in Burger King. I don't know. I'm, I, don't, I thought it was weird that they shouted out Burger King. <laughs> I know she was, he, he's like, I dropped your name at Burger King and they made it clear to be like, he doesn't own all the Burger Kings. Yeah. He's not the Burger King. Right. That was the joke of the movie. I would have, I would totally be like, I am the Burger King, <laughs> but we don't tell people that I'm the Burger King. It's a secret that I'm the Burger King. That's why he wears a mask. Duh. What, what mask? The Burger oh, King. the actual Burger King. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant that the dad wears a mask. No, the Burger King. <laughs> So all this crazy shit starts happening to this family. Um, we also didn't mention that their their stepdaughter, Allie, is kind of cool. I, I like her as a character. She's probably one of the characters I like the most. She's very and believable. She's very believable. 
Um, and also Martine, who is the nanny slash housekeeper, mm-hmm. um, who is lovely. Oh, she's I'm like, I lit one of my notes is Martine is me. I would have saged the shit out of that place. Fuck. Yeah, I would have saged the shit out of that house. <laughs> I would have been, like lit a sage on fire in the middle of the house and just wafted it in every direction. And Allie is probably like 17 or 18. She's an she's about to graduate from yeah. high school. And Martine and Allie have a very beautiful relationship. I they love really their do. relationship. They're sweet. They dance. They speak Spanish to each other. And they, I don't know, they have a very cute bond. Allie lost her mother. We know her mother died. So like maybe Martine has kind of helped her with that yeah which is we get the impression that martine's been around for a while she's not a new right exactly which is why i was so surprised when the dad just like fires her for no reason yeah so basically martine is cleaning the house and not just cleaning the house in the housekeeper kind of way but cleaning the house in the spiritual uh, way (laughs) yeah in a spiritual way with sage and prayer and things of that nature Mm -hmm. because she keeps telling Allie, you know there's some bad spirits here but we want to keep the good ones and we want to get rid of the bad ones right um which is nice i mean it, it i i mean even if you don't believe in that it seems weird to get that angry about it and dad gets very angry and i think the they try to make it seem like he got mad because she, she had the sage in her hand while she was holding the baby. Um, which, fine, please don't hold sage while you're holding my baby. And then that's the end of that conversation. Right. And like, let's be real. That kid is living in Southern California. He's probably breathing in way worse shit every time they leave the house. <laughs> like, Very possible. Let's be honest. Very possible. So and the baby needs the sage the most of all. I know. And they're, they so they fire Martine because she's saging the baby in the house. So dumb. And then Allie gets mad at her dad and her dad's like, why are you mad at me? I'm going to make stupid jokes and call you Crab, Crabby McRumpelstein. When he says Crabby McRumpelstein, I want to punch him in the face. I just always want to punch him in the face. I know. Right. Yes. He sucks. He sucks. He just walks around this whole movie sucking. Really badly. I agree. You know, and then we get some shots with Katie coming to visit. We got Mika coming over. Pre-death, obviously. Um, <laughs> he's still alive we, at this point. He's still alive at this point. He's he fall, We watch him fall in love with video cameras, which yeah. is weird. And they call um, it out, too. They're like, this is three months before Mika dies or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they tell you six months before he dies. Or yeah, like okay. the, the, yeah. Ten days before he dies or whatever. Wait, Every time know. he sh- appears, they say how many ti- days before he They're dies. They're counting you down. They're but count- I mean, it's, it's also, a Mika countdown. But it's nice because it makes you, you know, it helps you to figure out the timeline a right. little bit better. Uh, I guess it's not necessary, but it's it's kind of nice. I mean, I'm not upset about that part. Um, and then the one thing I do also kind of like is that the cameras, the um, the found footage aspect of this film is that the cameras in, were installed in the house because there was a break in. Right. And the break in, no one stole anything. The only thing missing was a, um, a necklace that Katie made for Christy the right. only thing missing at least in this film that we know about and the in the third movie they try to tell us other things were missing but in this they say movie it's a box that katie brought over right and in the third one in the third one they say it was katie's 
videotapes. Yeah. Like we'll get into the, that when we yeah. talk about three, though. Okay, I good. I thought I missed it. I was like, oh, I guess no. I just missed that. No, they didn't talk about that at all. Okay. Um. Okay. So that's something they added at the beginning of the third one to try to make it work a little bit better. Um. So that's why there's camera set up, um, which is, I mean, at least it's a good explanation for it. And it's not just dad becomes obsessed because dad is not obsessed. Dad wants everyone to fucking chill out about it. Right. If anything, we get um, Allie is wields the camera in a lot yeah, of Allie this. is the one that's most that's most curious and, and scared. I think at first and Christy quickly is scared, but doesn't want to talk about it because when you talk about it, it's worse. It's so stupid. When he calls her out for doing seances as a teenager, I fucking did seances as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> why was he being such a dick about that? I, was, I know. That's like a normal teenager like, thing. Right? That's what I thought too. I was like, okay, well, I totally did too. I guess I'm a wacko. I love, I love the part where um, Allie's boyfriend comes over. Who seems like a nice enough guy. He does. He does. He's very and supportive. He is. He seems supportive and nice. And he comes over and they're playing Ouija and and it and at first he's joking, right? And he writes right. pussy. Right. And she thinks it's so, so funny. And then he continues, but then he's actually not doing it. Right. It's and he's it's gonna and say it's hunter. Spelling, it's gonna say hunter, but she just stops at hunt because she thinks it's funny because she thinks it says pussy hunt. And right. She just keeps laughing, but us as the audience are like, "Fuck no, that's spelling hunter." Yeah, we're like, "Keep going. What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> he's not finished. <laughs> in terms of the actual scares in this film, how do you think it compares to the first film? Um, the first film I feel like is more effective. Totally. But the, I, I feel like the buildup is a little bit better. Yeah. The thing that gets me the most is honestly how convincing the dog is. Mm. Like the, the the dog actor is like so good. He's a he, very good dog actor. He is like whenever whenever like he's alone with the baby and or she's alone with the baby and like something's happening and he does like the crouch thing and the tails between the legs and he gets like yeah. aggressive mohawk and i'm like that is the creepiest thing to me because i'm like that is an honest reaction to like yeah. that i think that at least in my mind that a dog would have to a demon trying to get yeah. the baby you know what no, i mean I, th- I think so <laughs> and i think um that is really well done but i think a lot of the smaller things whereas the buildup in the first paranormal activity starts with small things but they're creepy small things mm-hmm. you got christy staring at mike mika while he's sleeping you got mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you know it starts with keys on the floor but for some reason that feels really creepy in this one i think because no one catches a lot of the little things it's just us seeing it that it doesn't feel as scary you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's creeping into their lives. It feels like it's creeping into just the movie itself. Right. You know what I mean? So like, like the, oh, the filter is always out of the pool. Yes. Like the, yeah, the pool pil- filter out of the pool or like um, the mobile going over the baby's bed when no one's looking, you know, but when they look, it stops. It's right. Like, well, why wouldn't they get to see it keep going? Because part of the the what's scary about the movie is they're seeing these little things happen and it's starting to affect them right um i mean they do do that i just feel like it could have been more gradual if they allowed those moments where they don't they're not allowing those moments in this film it's like the audience is in on it but they're not half Mm -hmm. the time i don't think that that's necessary 
No, because it doesn't make sense that they would be creeped out. Yeah. And I think that, like, there are some really good scenes. I think one of the best scenes uh, in the Paranormal Activity franchises in this film where Christie's downstairs in broad daylight and then just boom, all the cabinet doors open at the same time. It's super effective. It, it's I, like so, I knew it was coming and it gave me like a little startle. I always know it's coming and it always gives me chills. Yeah. You know what's frustrating in this movie that they don't do, I mean, that they do in all of the other movies is, but they do, I think, only once or twice in this movie is we have these cameras, but they never like review the footage. Yeah, there's not a lot of footage reviewing. Um, you know, the daughter, Allie, keeps trying to get her dad to look at things and I'm like, why would you just say no? Like, it doesn't hurt to take two seconds to, like, watch stuff. He's such a dick. He's just such a dick about it. (laughs) Like, he won't believe anyone. And I want to be like, hashtag believe women, you know? But this dude just will not. Like, yeah. I'm trying to tell you something serious. And it's like, shut up, stupid teenager. And there's no reason not to believe her. She seems very smart and level headed. It's so frustrating. It's really frustrating to watch. Because, uh, so like, the not- baby pick- being picked up out of the crib yes. in that, like, one beginning scene, I was like, oh, yeah. I can't wait for them to watch this. And then they never watch it. No. And then that was it. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Where the baby kind of flies around the house randomly. Moving on. Yeah. So, all in all, I mean, I like it. It's not my favorite one. No, not at all. It's maybe my third or fourth favorite in the franchise. But it's still very watchable. I've watched it many times. Um, it's one of those things you can put on in the background, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. You don't need to pay attention to every little thing because they are not paying attention to every little thing. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You can just put it on whenever and like walk away and then come back to it. Exactly. Um, there is. Um, so this was the start of the paranormal activity thing they do where they have so many scenes in the trailer that aren't in the movie like i'd say the majority of the film the scenes in the trailer are not in the movie which upset a lot of people and i remember it upsetting me too only because i think that the shots in the trailer are better than the ones in the movie i don't remember the trailer i should have watched it because i did read that and i was like oh i'm gonna have to watch the trailer but then i never did i re—I mean i remember like hunter um like crawling across the 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 street um i remember like i just remember more of that more stuff with hunter hunter looking in the mirror and no reflection um all sorts of stuff like that um there was a lot more creepy hunter stuff um this one it's like a lot of creepy stuff's happening to hunter but we don't actually see hunter being creepy Yeah, we never do, except for when he floats. Yeah, except for when he floats and at the very end, when he laughs. Yeah. Um, And then we have this whole thing at the end where it's like, okay, Allie, the daughter, the stepdaughter kind of figures out that she thinks that somewhere back in Christie's family line, someone made a deal with the devil that the firstborn son, that they would be given the firstborn son so that the family can have this wealth and happiness or right. whatever. So in Christie's family, for generations and generations and generations, there was never a boy that was born. So Hunter is the first in many generations of her family that's a boy. Um, 
So this is what Allie thinks uh, is happening. And, and, you know, come to find out that's, I mean, that's really the whole basis of the franchise. Um, and uh, I guess I just don't really understand why it's stealing Katie and Christy if it wants the boy. That's what I don't get either. Because it, maybe it like needs to possess them to actually take the baby, like is what I'm thinking. And I think they they might touch on this in four. It's been a minute since I've seen four. I don't um, four. So I don't think I maybe ever made I don't want to get to four. I think I think they touch upon it in four because Katie. After this, um, they don't touch upon it in three because three is a super prequel. Um, but in four, spoiler alert: uh, Katie has Hunter, um, and Katie's possessed in that movie. So I'm guessing that's really the whole point: is that it needs to possess one of them to actually take the baby and do whatever the demon wants to do with it so i mean it's fine it's it's one of those franchises where it's you know it's hard because the first film's so simple and that's part of why it's so beloved yeah in its simplicity and they have really no choice but to kind of expand on that in the sequels but obviously this was not a thought when it was originally made so it's hard it doesn't seem like because they're switching directors and writers and things of that nature, I think it's hard for them to like fully realize the story as they're making two. They're not going to know where three and four are going to go. Um, so I think it's weird that they started with the prequel thing. Um, I don't necessarily think it's bad. I just I don't think there's enough new stuff in this one to make it better. Uh, it's certainly not better than the first one. I don't think. In no, the first one's more way more effective than this one is. Cool. Okay. Um, and then long, uh, very end, I guess we can just briefly say, uh, Katie, uh, Christie's possessed. Uh, the dad finally realizes this, uh, calls Martine back to the house, which I'm just starting. Uh, is the Martine thing a little bit racist? It's a little bit racist, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I just need to say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> she's Hispanic and like, she's the supernatural ex- expert. Um, but anyway, um, so he calls Martine back because she obviously knew something was going on in the house and he needs her help. And suddenly she's this expert on demonology. And for some reason, because she's Hispanic. So then she gives him a crucifix, which she has to put on Christie's head. And that will expel the demon from Christie and make it go to Katie. And it has to go to a blood relative. And apparently Katie's the only remaining blood relative. So it gets passed to Katie. And, and then at the very end, uh, Katie comes, snaps dad's neck. Hallelujah. And then goes up and kills Christy and then steals Hunter. End of film. But in in an alternative ending, she kills Hunter also. Which makes no sense. So I'm glad that they cut that. Why would they kill him? Because they need his soul. I mean, I guess. Because they're all witches. All right. I mean, sure. (laughs) Right. Why would they need him to grow up? No, they just need his baby soul. Well, I mean, in a lot of these types of things, they want them to grow up so it can be like the second coming of Satan or whatever. I don't know. Do more damage on Earth. Have we gotten that far in the series? No, I don't think. I don't know. I stopped watching them. Um, (laughs) But I think the saddest part of this film is what's not shown on screen because Allie was on a trip when all this happened. And they said that Allie found... Christy and her dad's bodies three days after it happened so she comes back from a school trip 
comes home and finds her father and stepmother dead and her brother her, gone. Her half brother gone. And her aunt missing. And her aunt's boyfriend's dead. Right. Like, what the fuck is she gonna do? I wanna know what happens with Allie. Same. Is she move but she moving with Martine? I feel like her and Martine are like are like roommates or something. She should become a paranormal hunt activity hunter. Oh, that would be so good. Why aren't we doing that? I don't know, but that would be Allie, awesome. Allie and Martine become paranormal hunters. They're like Buffy the paranormal. Vampire Slayer, but for oh, demons. We They're need demon to make hunters. This. Yes. And she's on the hunt for Hunter. Oh, Carly. She's going to yes. have a showdown with Katie, with Aunt Katie, to bring back Hunter. Yes. Yes. Why hasn't that movie been made? <laughs> I don't know. But like Allie and Martine are definitely like superhero paranormal experts yeah. that are going to take on Katie and Hunter. Yes. Oh. Doing it. I'm in. We're doing this. See, now you bring this to A24. This is the type <laughs> of thing you bring to A24. <laughs> do we have a sequel for you? All you need to do is get the rights. Leave the rest to us. Oh my God, yes. All right. Are we done with Paranormal Activity 2? <laughs> yeah, we're done. Okay. Then let's move on to Paranormal Activity 3 from 2011. It's directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman. Uh, who both directed Paranormal Activity 4, and they will be directing the future Mega Man movie coming to a theater near you, maybe sometime. Oh. I don't know. It was just announced. That's it. Uh, it's written by Christopher Landon, who we just spoke of. He did Paranormal Activity 2, 3, 4, The Marked Ones, and Happy Death Day to You. The Iron Bee summary is in 1988. Young sisters Katie and Christy befriend an invisible entity who resides in their home. It's like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Casper the, the Friendly Ghost. Is Ariel Shulman related to ne- Nev? The dude from Catfish? I don't know. Um, they did do Catfish things. Because he's a Shulman also. Hang on a second. Oh. They did do Catfish things. Sorry, I'm like running around my room. They did do... If you look at their IMDb summary, there's a lot of Catfish stuff in there. So probably... Cool. Um, but I don't know a lot about catfish, so you'll have to research that on your own. <laughs> I can't be relied on for everything, Carly. I got sucked into catfish. So let's talk about Paranormal Activity 3 and not catfish, though. I love this movie. I love this movie. I mean, it's got I Teddy Ruxpin. It. It's so good. It just jumps it, right in. It's... It... it, it it lets go in places it needs to let go. Yeah. It doesn't try to follow the same formula as one and two. No. It makes its its own thing. Christy and Katie are children. Uh, Christy is the creepiest child of all time. She really is. I love this movie. I love, love Dennis, who is the greatest male character in all of the paranormal activities. I will that agree exist. with you. Yeah. He's the greatest. I love Julie, the mom. The The girls are great. All the acting's great. Randy, the quirky camera guy, love him too. He's great. I love how they have the whole camera aspect because uh, Dennis is Julie's uh, boyfriend, mm-hmm. live-in boyfriend. He just moved in and he owns a wedding videography company. 
Um, so he's always dealing with cameras and film editing and things like that. And he, of course, you're going to easily be, be a, become obsessed with that as oh, creepy yeah. things are happening. Yeah. Especially if you can get them. Like the second you cut, you catch that on, on video. Like you're rich. You're, he's, you're, you're wanting to record 24 seven. Totally. And he's, he could easily be making money off of it. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's creative. I think it's really scary. <laughs> like, I love I love the fan, the rotating fan camera. Oh my god, it's the best thing my ever. My personal putting... favorite shot is the ghost shot. That's my favorite scene in any paranormal activity movie. It is mine also. I love the ghost it's shot. It's amazing. It's perfect. It's perfectly timed. It's perfectly choreographed. Yep. The only other scene in this film that's like maybe a close second is the kitchen scene where everything drops down all at once that one is, is really cool how did they do that i, I need know. to know how they did that Tell was us. it a green screen i don't know how they got the furniture up there in one shot and then down again it looks I don't know so how they good did it. it's perfect perfectly timed the bloody mary stuff is super fucking creepy i was like why would you do bloody mary in a freaking haunted house and that little girl <laughs> Oh, like, her screams are so real. Yeah, but why would she? Why would you? Okay, hey, Carly. Yeah. We both love scary things. Yes. Have you played Bloody Mary? No. Um, I had friends who wanted to play Bloody Mary, and I said, I don't fuck with that shit. If you played Bloody Mary, how long would you keep the lights off? Until you're done, right? You don't sit there in the dark and wait for five minutes before you turn the lights on. No. This little girl wants to wait like a really long time. <laughs> she does. It's like, okay, well, we're done here. Yeah, that's not how you play. I don't. She's like, we didn't wait long enough. I'm like, what little girl is waiting for that? This guy's creepy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to just stand there in the dark with like a stranger. Not that he's a stranger, but. I'm so glad we rewatched this. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. Um, and it was just as good as I remembered. There were little things. Um, that made it feel not so 1980s. I feel like Randy is just straight out of the 2000s. <laughs> he is. Randy didn't feel 80s at all. He like, really at least is. give him some like thick rim glasses and suspenders or something. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. do something. The mom's the hair, though, definitely was the, made her look. The mom's hair was 80s and I, the, the babysitter was super 80s. Mm hmm. I'm pretty sure the TV in the bedroom is a flat screen, so that kind of takes me out of it. Um, the film quality is great, which it shouldn't be so good. I think I thought they did a good job because at the beginning it kind of looks a little grainy and then it eases into just being regular film. So what's interesting about how they filmed it is that they just put a, um, a high def hidden camera inside a VHS camcorder. So, like, when he's carrying around this VHS camcorder, it's actually shooting, like, high-def film. Oh, that's so funny. And, but because it's hidden in the camcorder, you couldn't see what was happening on camera. So, they added a little tiny monitor in the eyepiece of the VHS camcorder oh. so you could see what was happening on the high-def camera. That's Isn't so that clever. So, that's very clever. I love that. And I love the MacGyverism of, like you said, with the with the fan. What they take an oscillating fan and like put a camcorder on yes. it so you can see two rooms at once. It's so good, and the timing of it is just so 
perfect for all the creepiness that happens in one room and then the next room and then you go back and it's worse and then you go back and the other thing's gone. Ah, it's perfect. It's really beautifully choreographed. The scares of this film are wonderful. Oh my gosh. When Toby at the end is like moving all the beds and he takes the sister or he pulls her hair. Yeah. Oh my God. Picks her up by her hair. Mm -hmm. Breathes on the babysitter. That was another that, shit. That was one frustrating thing is that the mom wouldn't look at the the video. When the yeah, dad but then she very quickly changes her mind as all of the furniture in the kitchen oh. fall. Yes, but then I would I don't know maybe I'm just crazy. I'd be like, show me the video. Let's watch it again. Well, we, yeah, like but what's we're going weird on? Creepos. We're weird creepos. But like, if my significant other wasn't like also on board with that, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's because it was affecting the girls and she, th- I think. Because it, she believed re- at the beginning, I feel like. And I think it's realistic to believe that maybe it was all fun and games and then it started to affect the girls. And maybe she thought because the cameras were set up and because they were talking about it so much that it was affecting the girls. Gotcha. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't. I think it was more like we need to shut this down and we need to not talk about it anymore because it's affecting my daughters. And I can I can dig on that, although they could have hit that home a little bit more. Yeah. Made hit it a little harder. Because yeah, yeah, it does seem like I'm not watching that when it's like, hey, he should have led with the camera thing and not the witch book, you know? Totally. (laughs) Totally. Like I would totally start with check out this thing I caught on film, not look at this thing I found in this goofy book I found in the library. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's okay. Dennis isn't perfect, but he's a good guy. He's we a like great Dennis. guy. Poor Dennis. I know. R.I.P. Um, so, I mean, I just, I, there's a, quite a few poltergeist references in this film. Did you catch any? It felt very poltergeisty with the chairs situation. The chairs, the stuff in the kitchen felt like poltergeisty. Mm-hmm. And then there was also um, the um, Julie and Dennis smoking pot in the bedroom when the girls are sleeping was pretty poltergeisty. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the whole um, snow on TV while Julie's sleeping, which felt kind of poltergeisty. Oh, yeah, I get that. Um, there might have been others. Those were the few that I caught. Um, I don't know. I just really like it. Let me see if I got any good notes. I did like how um, how grandma acted throughout the film because, she, uh, you know, she seems like a regular mom, but she's also like kind of pushing her daughter to maybe date someone else who makes more money which kind of lends itself to the idea that they made this pact with the devil to increase their wealth like money's important to this family yeah um i also liked how she was kind of pushing her to have more kids um we need a boy please we need a fucking boy what are you doing um so that was cool too it was also super creepy when they make their way to grandma's house and and Christy's all dressed up like a bride. And who are you marrying? Toby. So fucking weird. No. What did she say? Dennis. Wait, what? Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, okay, go to bed now. Oh, my God. So and does I like it how, skip like, a generation then? Because does why does mom die? It Does mom die? Like the whole witch mom thing. Mom dies. Yeah, like grandma's a witch. Why did mom have to die? Does she not know about the witch situation? 
and then both of the girls. Uh, so like, this I is like where to I'm think that Toby confused. just wanted to kill her. I think it was pretty obvious that Tony wanted to kill her and Dennis um, the whole movie and that Christy was basically the only thing keeping him from doing that. And I think once shit hit the fan, it was like, Toby's going to do whatever he wants. Um, so I don't know if they necessarily have control over him. Although I would think grandma would be more upset about her daughter dying. That's why I was confused. Cause I was like, does she, is it just like not inherent in mom? And, and maybe it's just like, um, well, I'm not going to get a son from my daughter and she doesn't believe in any of this. So my next hope is my granddaughter. So I'm going to take them and make them my own and brainwash them. Um, which is what we're led to believe happened. But she just makes them forget. Right? Yeah, I mean, this is part of the issue with the two and three continuation is I don't think they had the foresight in two to really set this up well, um, which is why they had to go back to two at the very beginning of three um, and and have all these videotapes that were stolen from Christie's house. Because um, even in two... Um, Katie is yelling at Christy sh- saying like, you don't even remember how you were. You were like screaming and crying all the time, but it wasn't. It was Katie that was screaming and crying all the time because Toby yeah. was an asshole. Well, K- this is what Katie says in the second one. I wrote it down. She said, um, I remember you crying all the time. I remember you having anxiety attacks. I remember you couldn't sleep um, and you didn't speak for months mm-hmm. and that weird people came to the house and mom was upset all the time. Most of those did not happen, at Correct. least from what we saw. Right. Uh, Christy was not crying all the time. Uh, no she weird was not having anxiety. She was not having anxiety attacks. The couldn't sleep maybe is because she was up all night walking around. Um, didn't speak for months. That didn't happen. Um, at least not what we saw. And weird people. But some of this could have happened at grandma's house. But they say mom. Mom was upset or whatever. Mom was mom dead. Was ups- Mom is upset all the time. Uh, Mom never seemed upset, like, throughout the whole movie, really. Mm -hmm. She was pretty happy. So I don't... uh, She also says, ignore it, or you'll end up just like Mom. And what does that mean? Dead? Yeah, but Mom ignored it, and she ended up dead. Yeah. So I don't know if... I just don't think that the foresight was there, honestly. I think two and three don't work very well together. Which is unfortunate because three is so good. So good. And so just don't watch two. You yeah, know? you don't need to. Just I watch mean, three. I guess you need to know that she stole a baby, but it's fine. Yeah, she stole a you baby. Don't really need, you don't really need to know. It's fine. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've seen four. Well, I've seen part of four. Is that Ghost Dimension? What's happening? Is that no, five? No, Ghost Dimension is later. <laughs> uh, four is um, the one with the Xbox lights. No, I've not seen that. Um, they are, it's like a family living across the street from Katie. Ooh. Okay. And the family has a son who's around Hunter's age and they play together. Does murder ensue? It's not as good as it sounds, but it's not totally awful from what I remember. No, I'm interested. Well, we can do it eventually. I'm not doing (laughs) it now. So, um, all in all, this is my favorite. This is the tale of the threes for horror films where the third one's the best one. And I honestly believe that the third one of paranormal activity is the first, is the best paranormal activity. I, I concur with it's that scarier. statement. There's really creative scares. Uh, it freaks me out. It legit freaks me out. And I'm into it. And I like this one a lot. Same. Awesome. All right. Anything else we need to add to that? Nope. 
me see if there's any trivia worth talking about. Um, oh, the tooth wiggling scene. They added it just because Christy's little girl that played Christy, her tooth really was loose. And they were like, well, you can't fake it. So let's keep it in. <laughs> it in. That's cute. This was the highest grossing of the paranormal series. As it should be. Uh, agreed. Um, the Toby was named after uh, Shulman. Uh, sorry, was named after the assistant director's dog. Oh, Toby. Good boy. Yeah. Uh, Toby is not a very scary name for a demon, but no. I guess it's fine. Um, at the very end, there's static at the end of the movie, and there's a frame that shows Dennis and Julie's bed on fire. So that's supposed to tie into the fire that um, made them lose all their things, I guess. Sure. And then there's a there's a trivia note that doesn't make any sense to me. I want to read this out loud. <laughs> The body count in this film is three. And then in parentheses, it says grandma is implied <laughs> dead in the present time, comma, 2005. What? You can't. You can't. That's not a body count, sir. You she could have died of natural causes 20 years later. Like, you don't know. You can't just say grandma counts in the body count. There's <laughs> love, only two people that die in this movie. I love 13 of 14 found this interesting. <laughs> I want to like punch the person who wrote that. Can face. I downvote that? Like what's happening? You Because <laughs> grandma's implied dead in the first film. So we don't know how she died. She didn't die in this movie. We didn't see her die. She's alive. She's alive in this movie. She's alive. That's She's not dead. That's so funny. Unless there's something I seriously missed. Ugh. All right. Let's move on. So, Carly. Yeah. Moving on from these films. Um, we don't have... A, well, I guess we have some time. I want to talk to you um, and our listeners here about... A little documentary you got me to watch. Oh, the cats one? The documentary is called Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Many people have seen this. This is not new, no. really. Um, but it's new to me because I refused to watch it. And then Carly told me to watch it, which confused me because I knew there was animal murder in it. Like, legit animal murder. <laughs> And then, yes, like, real if animal Carly's murder. telling me to watch a movie with real animal murder, then I must watch it. Because if there's anyone that can't handle that, it's Carly. I can't. So surely I can handle this. No, no. You have to skip, like, the first half of, of the first episode. This movie messed me up. And I don't do true crime because it messes me up. I love true crime. We talk about this. I love true crime. I watch document true tr crime documentaries often. Um, but now this, this isn't to say I don't think it's interesting because I do find it interesting. It just fucks me up. Yeah. That's why I think I like it is because I'm so intrigued because I can't fathom being able to do any of those things or being in that mindset. Sure. And so I feel like it's very interesting to hear stories behind why or you know, how a, things unfold. I feel like it's really interesting to me. It is really interesting, but it's also horrible. Oh, it's super horrible. Really sad. And I was really upset after seeing it, like genuinely upset. So just, you know, a word to our listeners, like 
if you're going to watch this documentary, be aware it's truly awful and upsetting. Like it truly, truly. Like it's it's as bad as it sounds. Like if you watch the little snippet that plays when you hover over stuff on Netflix. Like I sw- I do not condone watching like the first half of like the first episode of this movie. It's really fucked up. It's really hard to watch. I can't watch it. They would literally, I told Amy, they would bring out the computer and I would just go into the kitchen and like plug my ears. But it's not just when they bring out the computer, Carly. They'll just randomly start showing it all the time. That's the hardest part is like, there's no, there's not a lot of like, sometimes there's some kind of like preparation for it, but sometimes there's not. It's like once they show it, like there's preparation when they show it the first time and then there's no preparation any subsequent time after that. So like, and they won't show, show it. I mean, they're not actually showing it, but it's, it's, it's almost worse that way. I mean, it can't be worse, but it's, it's awful. Worse. <laughs> it's really awful. I, and watching people watch it is almost, is just as bad oh, yeah, because I they're like crying and like. No, I couldn't. I didn't watch any of that. But the actual story. The story is wonderful. Is I just wish so they didn't include the video. Could they just not include the videos like at all? Like, I just wish. Don't, that's why I would have preferred that for sure. I would have preferred it too. Like, I don't think it was necessary. I think they could have. Everybody understands it. how bad it is. Nobody needs to see even sort of it. And you don't need to watch someone else watching it. Like, if I was that person, fuck no, I would not have watched. It's like, I stumbled upon that video and then someone was like, oh, I'm making a documentary. Like, I'm going to have you watch this. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not watching that again. Why would I ever watch that again? Yeah. So just, I'm sorry, for our listeners that don't know what we're talking about, the documentary is called Don't Fuck With, don't fuck with Cats. And it's about a uh, Facebook group that follows um, someone who's posting videos online um, of murdering small animals, uh, mostly kittens, um, and kind of builds his way up as a murderer of humans also. And basically how this group is following this person and um, how he eventually gets caught. It's a really, really interesting story. Um, But I, like I said, it's tough. It's really tough. They show the videos. They show parts of the videos uh, and enough of the videos that it's really, really, really um, troubling and and hard. Um, so if you're sensitive to those things, I don't really I think you can skip it. And, and there must be some kind of podcast or something you can listen to if you're interested in hearing about it without uh, exposing yourself to that material. Um, and I I think like I have an easier time listening to podcasts or people maybe talking about the events that happened um, than I do actually. I mean, it's not very common that in these types of documentaries, you're seeing actual video footage of the killings themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's I don't know. what makes like, it so I understand bad. that um, I think for me, one of the things that I did find interesting was hearing the people that were actually involved in it, talking about it and talking 100%. about the breakdown of like the like, how the you know how they interacted in the facebook group the different yeah. things that happened that like sure. divided them how many people dropped out after like the guy was quiet for x amount of time um i think with the exception of like the the times where they like actually you know show whatever they show it's like very interesting 
And it is t- done very well with the yes. exception of them randomly fucking showing that footage. Yeah. Yeah. It is tough. And it's a three part series. And I highly recommend you don't binge it like I did. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I, I binged just, like, it. I couldn't, once I started it, I couldn't stop. And it's like three hours of this. And yeah. I don't know why I did that to myself. No, I, was that's how I, was. I think I was cleaning like while I day. was watching it. Mm. So like every time like it was I was very busy. I wasn't like sitting down watching it because i knew what was going on i knew i had to like be ready to get out of there in a moment's notice mm. i was very like protective of myself if See, that makes it was sense. like me and tony sitting on the couch and not even picking up our phones and just watching this no. all the way through <laughs> it's intense no, i couldn't i'd be like nope bye it's intense and poor Haley cat sitting on me oh, i'm like God. covering her eyes and her ears i'm like don't watch Haley cat don't watch don't it. watch it um Yes, it's no, but no. it's like, completely fascinating, and the end blew my blew my mind. It really did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What the hell? So, what'd you just say? What the hell for? Because I just it's still blowing my mind. I'm thinking it's, about it right now. It's, it's rough. It's rough. Okay, we need to stop talking about. it. I'm getting upset. Okay, I meant the craziness of the gentleman. Um, <sighs> What okay. else? I just wanted to give a warning. I feel like people aren't giving good enough warnings for this. Everyone keeps telling me to watch it and not telling me about how awful it is. It's really, really, really awful. It's not for everybody. And and please be prepared for that if you plan to watch it. That's all. I'm done. The end. I love you guys. Stay safe out there. Don't yeah. be creepy. Okay. Don't be creepy. Be, be good creepy, not creep creepy. You know? totes okay uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we announce next week's episode um yes are you watching the outsider no i don't know what that is oh you mentioned it it before uh yeah it is the series on hbo by stephen king but it's um well at least the first two episodes are directed by jason bateman and he is also in it and it is super good Oh, is it creepy? Yeah, it's based on a Stephen oh. King novel. I mean, some things are based on Stephen King That's novels true. that aren't creepy. It's creepy and interesting. And I've only seen the first two episodes. I think the third episode just came out on Sunday. So I need to catch that one. Um, but it's it a kind of like a, I don't want to say supernatural, but it's a, like a bizarre whodunit. I never read the book, um, but it's a book that's out there. Um so other people might not be as like, oh, my gosh, as I am. But I'm really excited about it. And I think that from what I've seen so far, it's great. Cool. Did we talk I'll about Underwater? No. I, I mean, we talked that. about it in the trailer trash talk, but that's it. Okay. Well, I went to go see it. On did Thursday. you like it? I actually really did. Yeah. Um, It's a, an underwater monster movie. I was like sure. all on board. It's very I was I was the one that was not on board. Yeah, still on board, still liked it. Um if you are into monster movies, I would definitely recommend seeing it in the theater. Um I think it was would definitely be more effective that way cuz it kind of has that like cramped, uncomfortable vibes, I guess. Sure. I don't want to say like compare it to Alien, but I guess it kind of gave me Alien vibes because like they're in a space-like place, but just in the Mariana Trench, which is like the deepest part of the ocean. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I liked it. Nice. 
And I saw the trailer, the teaser trailer for Antebellum, and I'm super stoked about that movie. Okay. I am too, but we can talk about that when we do our trailer trash talk. And I don't want to do a trailer trash talk on it unless it's the teaser, because I really don't want to see any more of that movie than that. We're going to have to. I refuse. You can't. I can. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I don't really have much to say. Um, So let's talk about what we're doing for next week. What is it? What is it? So next week, we're going to be joined by um, Al White, who directed Starfish, which we recently discussed on the show. Um, He reached out to us and wanted to join, and and we're excited to to have him on the show. Um, So instead of, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Starfish a little bit and a little bit about uh, him as a director, but he's also a big horror fan, and he just wants to talk about horror movies with us. So uh, we let him curate the episode. Um, at the time when he picked these films, I believe they were both st- streaming, and now only one of them is. But we're not going to change our plans because we already started uh, figuring everything out. So anyway, um, next week we're going to be discussing High Tension or Switchblade Blade Romance if you're in the UK, uh, which is streaming on Vudu and Tubby TV right now. Um, and we're also going to be talking about The Orphanage, the Spanish film, uh, which you can rent uh, for like three or four bucks on Prime Video, Vudu, Google Play, and YouTube. Um, and I would imagine Apple TV too. I don't know how that works, but you know, that's a thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so that's what's happening next week. It'll be um, a fun episode. I'm sure it'll be a little bit longer too, um, since we'll have Al on. So excited for that. I am too. It'll be a good time. Yeah. For some reason, he wants to come on here. So that's cool. What a after, nice gent. <laughs> after I talked about his movie. <laughs> and fair, but, you know, fair ways. Very fair. Always fair. Somewhat fair. Um, so maybe getting slightly berated. We don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Stay, Stay tuned, tuned for next week. Exactly. <laughs> Stay tuned next week to see how that works out. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anything else? Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, That's all I got, I think. I don't think I have anything else. Um, Oh, Patreon subscribers. We sent you, we are sending you out um, gifts, uh, hopefully in the next week. Carly, what do you think? Yeah, you know, when I get there. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, this (laughs) (laughs) This is uncharted. This is all Carly. Carly is in charge. So guys, we'll see how it goes. But if you you don't get them, they'll they'll come out to you at some point. (laughs) Angry emails to Carly, guys, not to me. I am the lovely lady that 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 got this going. And Carly is the one sending them out. Yep. Blame her. (laughs) Yep. Just kidding. Uh, so hopefully those will be going out soon. Uh, also, we should probably do a live stream soon. Uh, we haven't got that planned yet, but we'll start posting some stuff on Patreon about that so we can get that going. Um, so if you're not a Patreon subscriber, feel free to join us on there. Um, we do live stream events and things like that, and it's fun. Patreon.com and search for Final Girls Horrorcast. Woo-hoo. Anything else? That's it. That's all I got. All right. So until next week, then I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And a little bit of whining. (laughs) 